there's a guy in Ireland, I'm sure you've heard him on your podcast, the Guinness, the Guinness Guru, Guru so <laughs> he paid a visit to town. The joke was, oh, geez, he didn't come here, and we are saying, no, we wouldn't let him in because our pint is always good. The Buyback. Yeah, baby! Oh, man. The Buyback podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. Welcome to the buyback. My name is John. I'm Alex. And this is my podcast. I'm Patrick Harmon. You've heard me before, I'm sure. <laughs> We're in Ireland. Uh, we also have a third host with us, uh, yep. Pat. We should have introduced yeah, ourselves. Correction. First host. This is my podcast. You're all welcome back. Thank you. Glad to have you all. So, so happy you're back with me today yeah. and my friends. Do you want to tell us first, before we even get into that, just a little bit about yourself? Where, where would you start? I've never, I've never done anything else on the bar anyway, so um, I, my uncle had a bar, a country bar, so from 10, 11 years of age, we were helping out there. Mm, cool. So then went to school for a little while, that's the in-between bar work, so I left school then and we, I just went full-time into bar work really. Cool. So I worked in a few different bars and then I moved to a big bar downtown, gradually became... I suppose not gradually, it was only a pub starting out, but then it grew to be a big nightclub of 70, 80 staff. So I was manager of that stead there for 28 years. Uh-huh. And at this point now I have people who work here for me who their mums and dads worked for me previously. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a bit late coming to, I suppose, um, I just liked what I'd done, so I never really, um, never really um, branched out, tried to branch out on my own about into this pub about... 15 years ago now, 2000, yeah, about 15 years ago. And then at the time, there was the, the boom was here and there was gazumping and all this malarkey. So we were out bid at the time. So we just couldn't raise enough funds to buy at the time. So, um, so yeah, just went back to the drawing board then and waited and waited. So it came up again, obviously for about a quarter of the price of sold for back in the, <laughs> so yeah, so we were here five years now. So it's, um, we gradually, we, when, we, when we came in first, we just opened the bar first and then we, this place was just all the dingy. Changed this around and then there was apartments upstairs, so we put in some guest bedrooms upstairs. We gradually then, during lockdown, we put in the shack outside and the beer garden, so that's only in its second year now. So, and yeah, we're just gradually, uh, we're in the process, well, we're in the process, there's a little shop next door, we're in the process of purchasing there now to extend again and put some more rooms and stuff. So that's the general gist of... So we are at Sinnott's Bar. Am I saying that right? Sinnott's? Yep, Sinnott's Bar, Sinnott's yeah. Bar in Wexford, which is, I'd say, like, about 10 minutes from the center of Wexford? 10 minutes. 10 minutes walk, yeah. Cool. And we were talking to Liam Sinnott, so thank you, Liam, for sitting down. This is awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about working in pubs? Um, I suppose we'd, when, we, when you like it, we don't call it work, but uh, it's just meeting <laughs> new faces every day. So it's... Uh, Obviously, we we have a local bar, but now uh, we always get a few new faces every weekend through the accommodation and stuff. So it's just meeting new people, and it's it's different stories every day. Do a lot of pubs do that? Because we stayed at Jim McGee's last night, and yeah. they had the rooms upstairs, and it seems like they kind of spread out over time too. And yeah, you were talking about how you want to spread out. Yeah, I suppose the, the the Irish pub, the drink culture has changed a good bit. So you need you need other things to keep you going. I mean, the pubs. The pub here doesn't open until three o'clock today, so I mean, residents upstairs and food, you know, everything you, you have to 
change with the change with the times a bit. What's what's changed like from? I think the the whole drink culture of I mean. 20 years ago, I mean, at half 10 in the morning, there was probably 10, 15 people in pubs, uh, most, every pub. Uh, but I suppose as, as the older generation, I suppose the newer generation coming in, they're not into that. I mean, they're more social media and stuff like that. It's more events and uh, driven, yeah. not so much local. You have to really work on the local element of it, you know, so. Hmm. I wonder, like, as our generation or the generations before us get older, it'll swing back to what it was. Yeah. At some point, social media is going to get old, right? <laughs> I think people will go back to the original values and stuff as well and, and that. And I mean, but the pubs, the offering has to change as well. So, I mean, pubs become more of a meeting point, not necessarily around alcohol, mm -hmm. where people meet up. And, and we see it here since COVID now. I mean, people meet for a cup of tea. Mm. or a coffee more so than they will for a pint at that time of the day which mm -hmm. is fine it's 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 keeping the social element of of, uh, okay. of it you know was the uh, the garden outside was it popular during covid yeah okay. yeah well when we when we had outside dining yeah. was, was all we had so every evening we had time slots of two hours so you mm -hmm. book your table so we had 20 odd tables and they were full most of the time yeah. thank yeah, you so much how are you very good yourself doing good great thank you for these amanda <laughs> took us out last night and kind of we've been drinking guinness all day so <laughs> we're a little tired where did you where did you get get to last night then a good few yeah we started we had one at jim mcgee's when we got there then we went down to thomas moore's mackins we went to stores real quick back to thomas moore's we had one at the tennis club and then where did we end what was that last place called Oh, uh, Maggie May. Maggie May. Yeah. 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 So we went, we went all over. You yeah. got a good cross. Yeah, you got a good cross, <laughs> you got a good cross section. Then, yeah. You tried red lemonade last night because everyone was talking about red lemonade. We're like, yeah. what is red lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the red red lemonade. Yeah, yeah. It was our last drink, which probably wasn't the best last drink. <laughs> I loved it. I had a great time. Right, you know Maggie Maggie Mays has a connection with. Is it Mag What? What's it well, was Maggie Mays? Okay. Um, the the pre the person who built Maggie Mays, they sold it there a couple of years back. Um, her sister has a pub in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, Sheila Frayne. It might be called. Is it called Maggie Mays? There's a there's a Maggie Mays, but it's spelled a little bit differently. It's M A E S in Queens. So aside from you have rooms you keep upstairs. Uh, yeah. So aside from knowing someone's a tourist, when someone walks in, can you point them out? Can you be like, "You're a tourist." You're uh, not yeah, yeah, <laughs> we know the today from the bar from the time we opened till closing time tonight. I can probably tell you 30 of the faces that will come through the door. <laughs> so anybody else is a tourist. <laughs> so I've, that's pretty much what I've noticed about Wexford is when you walk into a pub, it's it's cheers. Everybody knows your name. It's, hey, Frank, how are you? And, and that's just the culture here, right? You have your pub, and that's where you wind up going most of the time? A lot of people have their regulars, yeah. And then, the, I mean, my local, what I call my local, I live just outside of town, but when I'm in town, my local is down... In, down at the back of Tesco store here, it's, it's called the Pike, and then Trevor that owns the Pike, myself and him went off yesterday, we play golf together and stuff nice. like that, so, but he, did, he actually doesn't drink, so <laughs> I drink with him and he drives when we go play golf. So. Uh, How'd you get him? Good, yeah, we played Mount Juliet where the Irish Open was, so it's the biggest state in Kilkenny, so we played there yesterday. Was oh, cool. That's awesome. You really? play all 18 or just nine? Oh no, 18. 18 and then drink drink hard for the rest of the <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> when we get the time off, we enjoy it, you know. So it's, um, but it's pretty much it's pretty much seven days a week. Yeah. Work like in the bars, you, as you know yourself. Yesterday we went playing golf, but I mean, I'm here for a couple of hours before you go. You make sure everything is ready before you go. And then, yeah, you have a couple of good lads here in the bar, so they, they mind it when I'm not here and stuff. So 
this room here is used for functions mostly. So tonight we have a 30th birthday party here tonight. So 70 or 80 people in here. You'll have your bar with your 30, 20 or 30 locals. So. Where do your the people who take the rooms? Where do they usually come from? Are they from the states? Are they from summertime? We get a good mixture of. Um, we get a lot of Welsh because we're that close to the ferry, and we get a lot of traffic people heading out of Ireland on the ferry from Rosslare, so they stay here overnight and then they're gone. Just to, we're one of the closest town accommodations to the ferry, so and it's so people. If they're coming back from Dingle or over the booking yeah. right here, stay the night and then they're off on the ferry the next day. So cool. we had some people from the East Village here a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar with, <laughs> with, the, with New York, but I where we hang out. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. yeah. oh, right. So they were, they were from the East Village, lovely couple, and uh, so they've, they've been travelling around and saying they were leaving here then to head to ferry the next morning, and uh, they're going okay. through England and then back from Heathrow. So. Do you have regulars that take the ferry to like work and come back? No, or? no, I know. I mean, just well, you'd have. Uh, some sales reps might be here maybe every two months or something. Sure, so they'd be, but uh, no, it's mostly just people under under yeah. travels. Yeah, we're tourists. As tourists, <laughs> yeah. what are some things that we do that are kind of like a pain in the ass? What bothers you? Uh, pretty much me. I'm I'm too long in the tooth for anything to bother me. At <laughs> really? <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I just said the same thing. I know, and you see some some nights if there's people and they order a round of drink and then the last one's a Guinness because mm-hmm. as Irish bartenders, start we tend to just take the full order, and so if Guinness that goes on first, and then sure, while you're right. preparing everything else, then the Guinness is ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you heard lots. Of, Jesus, why didn't I just order the Guinness first? Like that's a good rule. Yeah, I would, yeah. yeah. But that's just, a, but it's just a thing, and then and you get a lot of people, and and nowadays the big the big pain in the ass for bartenders. I don't know if it's probably the same as nobody carries cash anymore. Yep. So people come up, order the drink, and then they tap their phone, or they, mm-hmm. then they can't remember to have the card, and they can't remember the pin, or there's not enough money on the card, so they have to go to their phone to put the money on the card. So it just slows down the bar service yeah. on a busy night. Now it doesn't; it's not so much here during the week. It's not that busy. So, but last weekend there was a concert up in the park up here, and the stunning played on Friday night, and then who was up there on Saturday night? Uh, big Irish band, but it was beforehand so here from about three o'clock on Saturday the old garden was full of people but everybody was tip tap so just you can serve the drink really fast but then it just slows down to pay wait for the paper given that's the big uh, the big goo from bar staff at the moment you know they really so you, they pre- you prefer cash well it's not so much cash but i mean the banks or whoever runs these machines need to come oh. up with a system where you can yeah. every barman can have a, a, a yeah a, a, a watch or oh, something. that'd be great if you could just yeah. do it on your yeah. watch i'm surprised yeah. the technology is not there already oh, to the, sure. or, or just like a yeah. cell phone to hold down tap the cell phones yeah. right yeah. something like that surely oh, okay. in the modern day there has yeah. to be uh, yeah. Yeah. so there's just no good option right now no, but, I mean, <laughs> but i mean when when I was in the stores, like on a Saturday night, you had 22 or 3 bar staff. But each bar might have three machines, oh, and people yeah. are getting full and shots, and they're trying to tap cards and losing yeah. them. So. Yeah. Oh, I went to stores. So I came here my first time in 2012, and I went to stores. That place was wild. It we was took like, me to that back club room. and yeah. Three floors. And oh, yeah. Room. That was a fun night. Well, on Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night, we had probably 1,200, 1,300 people there. On it was a weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. just Maybe. Organized mayhem, we like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a blast. That was fun. Yeah. When did you leave there? Uh, I left in 17. Okay. So you might have even been there when I was there. Oh, yeah. Well, I was there since 89. 
<laughs> That's I a know. cool place with all the different types of rooms. Like you got that outside bar and the front. Yeah, and then you had the different age groups. Like so the top floor was mostly your, your 25 plus. Middle floor was sort of a chill out room, and then the down floor, ground, ground floor was 18 plus, and then you had an outside bar as well. So it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was good though. We, we, same thing. I still had it for that. When you enjoy it, it didn't. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have a question. This isn't even one of the questions we wanted to ask. Yeah. Why do you think the pub culture is so unique in Ireland, like compared to, like obviously in New York City, we have clubs, we have bars, but I feel like a lot of like just daily life is kind of centered around a pub in Ireland. Do you think it's just a the good there was good beer and it just made sense? Is that what you think? Yeah, I think it's and it's sort of a, it was a tradition, I suppose. And it, it's it's hard to put your finger on it. I mean, you go to pubs in England or in Spain. We go to Portugal a lot to play golf and stuff, and they have bars, obviously. But there's no real life to it. But I mean, when you come into a bar, if you come into the bar here this evening, there's probably ten different walks of life there and but everybody will chat to you. Yeah. So I mean you can you might know anything about uh, electricity or an electrician coming in but by the time you're leaving he'll be after telling you something or you'll be after giving him a story. Yeah. Yeah. It just uh, I think it's just a it's a way of life, I suppose. Isn't yeah. it? It's a strange you just can't recreate it, put it that way. It's hard to I mean we we had um there's a guy in Alvor in Portugal, a Limerick guy, and he has an Irish bar there, and it's as close to getting an Irish bar outside of Ireland, but yet it's still not. Yeah, it's not there. Yet. Not there. <laughs> you know, that sort of a way, and, and I, I'd be friendly with him, and, and he, well, he actually, after COVID, now he's, uh, he sold it, but we used to be over to him maybe two or three times a year, but he'd, I'd always bring him over another bit of something Irish, and he was back and forth to Limerick, so he he had it really, but. You just could not get the atmosphere that yeah. you get in an Irish bar, like it's, it's, and he had, and it's mad, like because typical Irish when you go to, no matter where you go, the first place you look for is an Irish bar instead of looking for something different. <laughs> That's every, every you go on your holidays, the first thing you go, where's the Irish bar? Yeah. Yeah. And ev but every city has at least like one. It might yeah. not be perfect, but yeah. I was just, I did Hawaii a couple of months ago, and one of the first places I found was Kelly's Irish Pub. Yeah, it's mad, like because the last time there was. Um, Last time we were in New York, which is probably, I don't know, 10, 10, 11 years ago, there was a gig. We were just out on the street. There was eight of us, four couples, and we had been out watching a Liverpool Man United match. Oh, yeah. But the guy in the bar let us in at 8 o'clock because with the time difference, it was 8 or half 8 in the morning. So, But we were meeting the girls for a show in the afternoon then, and we went to the show. But that night, we happened to see uh, Black 47. Is it Black? Yeah. Irish. There. He's a Wexford kind of. He was playing upstairs, so it was sold out. So we joined the queue with that evening and we said we'll chance our arms so we you know, were friends in the band and they invited us down and the girl at the door was like, no, it's a ticket only event. So no, we were told. So next minute, you guys are from Wexford? So yeah. Straight in, <laughs> in <the laughs> VIP area and stuff like that, you know. So <laughs> you just have to chance your arm a bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think part of it is the rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rooms make it so different because you have people who are going to stay here. Like this is going to be their last stop. Yeah. Like when we went to Jim McGee's last night when we were getting back, the pub was still full, but they were they were done. You know, that it was just yeah, they're finished, and that's yeah. But uh, but I know we we notice here, especially I suppose it's good regular locals here and stuff. But I mean, they 
it's nearly a thing now to see who's checking in upstairs. So they come into the bar to check in and they go we're down for a pint and then but somebody will always make conversation straight away with them, find out where they're from and yeah. then all of a sudden, Oh, you know, my sister lived there and all this so there's always yeah, a bit yeah. of so it creates just creates a good buzz around as well, you know. Yeah. But it's yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things I think because even like even the nice Irish pubs that we have in, in New York, you don't have that kind of same thing. You come in with your friends, you stick with your friends. You may have a, some conversations, but like yeah. every time you come to a pub, like all of a sudden you're talking to everybody, which is yeah. lovely. Everyone's so welcome, like you know, at all points. And that's a thing with the, the bar staff are very important because you need them to be able to if if you get an evening where that's not happening, you yeah. need the barman to be able to go, oh, Jesus, such a buddy's from your area or you know what I mean or he's uh, so yeah. just create that bit yeah. and once the conversation starts you can pretty much leave it sure. leave yeah. it run then, you know what I mean? So Hey Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately it's time for a good old fashioned bathroom break. So we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. So here's the deal. I still love Austin Eastsiders, but we haven't been in contact with them for a while. However, I have been talking to my new friend Jim over at Screwball Whiskey. I don't know if you guys have tried Screwball Whiskey, but it is the perfect peanut butter whiskey. Now, Jim doesn't know that I'm making this ad for him right now, but we have been in talks on doing some stuff together, and he does listen to the podcast. This one goes out to you, Jim. Uh, Make sure to try some Screwball Whiskey, because it is delightful. Mix it with jelly, put it on your turkey. And we are back. What's the difference between being in a place like Sinnott's, which is very comfortable looking pub, versus the club like stores? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, as we used to call the stores and the club, it's like vertical drinking. You don't sit down, it's everyone just yeah. drink, move on the spot and stuff like that. Whereas when you come to Sinnott's, you come in and you get your table and you, you sit down and if somebody comes in, and one thing you, you, you'll find that everybody gets a seat. No matter how, how busy it is, somebody will move and say, no, it's Gucci. Yes. <laughs> so, whereas if you go to a club and you're in, and if, well, my clubbing days are gone now, but <laughs> you know, not if you visit New York, we'll take you out. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone tends to stay to their own group more in the club. Like, so if you go to the club with ten lads, bar meeting girls and whatever, but when you go to the pub, it's everyone just gets part of it. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, on a Sunday here, we have a bit of music here at six in the evening time. Like, and so about depending on matches and stuff, but from six half six, the bar inside is like. But everybody just, there's always room for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I suppose that's the difference. It's more accommodating and uh, welcoming, I suppose. Like that, yeah. the club is more, you're paying to go in and you, you want to go there where the pub is more of an in, you know, you, you, you make the decision to go there yourself type of thing. And, yeah. It's, yeah. and you make, when you're there, then you obviously make, you make the best of it for the few hours. And I think that's since COVID, people has, have appreciated that time more. Mm, so now when they... When they're out, they, they really enjoy it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we I think we all got a little bit uh, sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And all of a sudden, you realise that this thing can come to a halt. We never thought it could happen. I mean, oh, yeah. if, I mean, if you had said to somebody that pubs in Ireland wouldn't be open on St Patrick's Day, and then it was going to be for when we got word of it, like it was going to be two weeks, and we're saying, oh, sure, two weeks, play a bit of golf, how bad? And then yeah, all of a yeah. sudden, it's two years, and you're going, Jesus. Yeah. Have, do you feel like you've re- like recovered to where it was before, or are we almost there? Yeah, almost, but almost. I don't think it's, and again, we would have lost, um, 
our clientele inside here would have an older clientele. We got a good mix at the weekends, but I mean, um, we would have would have lost a few customers over COVID. Like, yeah. and, but I mean, apart from losing them, we've. I remember bringing the man home one night. There's two brothers drink with me here. One's 84, <laughs> the other's 80 this year. And during the sit outside thing and all this, I brought him. I just dropped him up home. He only lives in the estate behind us here, but uh, but he actually cried in the car going home. He said, "There's no point going out anymore because." masks and I can't see people and you can't talk to people and yeah. he, but he, he couldn't on a Monday he would come down here three times like he'd come down when we open at three two pints home he'd come down at six o'clock to meet the lads and eat and just to chat it was a social thing yeah but he's lost a sort of yeah, yeah you know sad. another yeah. man across the road over here he used to come up on a Wednesday night and Sunday like I said to you you'd know the faces he used to come up on a Wednesday and a Sunday and he's he never recovered at all he, he hasn't been out since and he ended, so he's you know I'm 51, but I mean, to those people, that two years was end of life years nearly enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll recover. I mean, we'll recover. You know, you'll talk about it and whatever. But these, these guys, it was frightening. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's 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 a strange, strange feel. Well, I my, I lost my sister to COVID. Oh, she was so 57. Yeah. So, but then business has to get going again, and you have to. You know, we were in a slump for a while, but you have to turn around and and, and make it work. Yeah. But. It, will it be the same ever? You'd like to think so. It's getting there. Okay, it's getting there. Yeah, but it's definitely not there yet. Okay. Yeah. What's a good pint of Guinness? What makes one pint of Guinness better than another? And what do you prefer? So when we came over, people were like, "You're going over there, what? Just drink Guinness?" We're like, "Well, we will be drinking Guinness, and we're trying to find the best pint." Yeah. yeah. There's not. A, there's the myth of uh, oh, such a pub has a better pint or just. Yeah. In the in today's climate, uh, the beer company Diageo, they every four weeks they clean their own beer lines, they gotcha. look after your system. No pub should have a bad pint. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, and that's that. I mean, glassware. Yes, some pubs will have different or won't have a good glassware care, yeah. but that's part of your Diageo program as well. So. They replace your glasses for you and stuff. So no pub should have a bad pint. <laughs> to me, a good pint really is. I mean, I go to I drink in us. <laughs> Most pubs you get it in fine, and it's more the person serving it to you is what makes it that little bit better. Yeah. And a bit of chat. What is the word you're saying, Diageo? Diageo is the company that owns oh, okay. uh, owns the brand. Like, uh, well, they they have, they have most of the brands from this side: Guinness, Carlsberg, Smithwick's, Hoppers, Rockshore. No, no, up, up, as, up as far as Budweiser, they, they had Budweiser, but they've sold that on. Uh-huh. And then the other side then is Heineken. So you have Heineken, Coors, Moretti, Archer Thieves. And the two in the middle are owned by uh, Bulmers then, Bulmers and Budweiser. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so the, look, there is the myth of such one pub. And even in town, if you ask people, and if you're yeah. down in town today mm-hmm. and say, where's the best pint of Guinness? They'll tell you, oh, yeah, the Pike Bar has the best pint of Guinness. There's a guy in Ireland, I'm sure you've heard of him on your podcast, Guinness the Guinness Guru. Guru so <laughs> he paid a visit to town. The joke was, oh, geez, he didn't come here. And we we're saying, no, we wouldn't let him in because our pint is always good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, just, you, just spin yeah. it, you just spin it whatever way you want. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you drink when you go? When yeah. you go sit and you have a Guinness? I didn't yesterday, no, because we were, on, we were going to be on a long day. So uh, we, we started early yeah. yesterday. What yeah. you start with? A uh, large bottle of cider after golf. <laughs> Bulmers. Three, three of those, large bottle of Bulmers and then yeah. to yeah. pints of Heineken then. And I'm afraid to even take it. <laughs> it's funny, Bulmers in the States is called Magners. Magners same logo, yeah. same everything. It's just Magners. Yeah, it's the, the same, same in England. and yeah. in, in England it's Magners as well. It's 
it's actually made by the same company, I think, but they just brand it different for some reason in England. And that's what I, yeah. Do you think when somebody asks, where's the best point of Guinness, and then somebody tells them, they're just telling them their favorite bar? More or less. Like, <laughs> More or less. Yeah. And, but I mean, but there was a thing tradition years ago for some reason. Now, it, things do affect the, the closeness of your cold room to your tap. Uh, mm -hmm. We have, uh, having, it's out at the house at the moment, we have a converted horse box uh, for a bar that we use for some outdoor events, for weddings and stuff. Yeah. So the, the Guinness is literally underneath, so it comes straight into the cooler to the top, and it's a really, really good pint. Uh, yes, there is effects the, the longer the draw, as we call it, so if, if your cold room is half a mile from your bar, that's why a lot of hotels tend to have trouble with their beer, because if you go to a wedding, the room mightn't have been used for a week, yeah, and the first the eight or ten pints are sitting in the yeah. line. So, yeah. but even now with modern technology, the new beer lines are all iced right up to the top, so it shouldn't happen anyway. But uh, so yeah, pretty much they'll tell you their own favorite bar. But yeah. there was there was and it was a thing years ago. The golf club is just behind us here, and one of the best pints in town was the golf club. Mm. And then the golf club changed and put in new cold rooms way down. And so now it's but it's still a good pint. <laughs> but at, at the time, at the time, it was the best pint. Yeah. The best pint so. Okay, so in American culture, you know, we only make money working at the bar by tipping. Like that's how we make our money. What is the deal with tipping here? What is so what's the we, rule? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no rule. It's it's well, there's no there's, there's definitely no rule. You, restaurants and stuff. Some people you'll see on the menu. Some do add a add a gratuity or percentage or whatever. There's no rule as such. Um, food orientated. We have another place down in Ross Lair. Uh, my son looks after that. So, but I mean, their tips are just huge. Like I mean, they can, when I, well, I say huge, huge for compared to the bar lads yeah, here. Sure, yeah. The end of the night here, if you had a group of people, they probably no very seldom. My daughter, she's training to be a teacher, so she's working in the restaurant in Ross Lair. So. During the summer, that's a really busy, it's a, it's a season thing. So they pool all the tips and then they're split per shift. So, but I mean, it probably sounds small to you from your culture, but I mean, she would probably clear 240 per shift. So if she does five five shifts a week, it's, it's, it's 200 yeah, from her tips. That's a good price. Which is a good top yeah. because the wage is good. Well, the wage then is probably 12, 50, 13 euro an hour as well. That's yeah. great. Yeah. But the lads here then, I don't know where it comes from. There's a tip jar inside, so. <laughs> but uh, you get people if there was a party in here. Party in here tonight, say at the end of the night, the guy might throw fifty quid. Sure. But it just, just goes in the pot and it's split. Here it's only split maybe twice a year because there's nothing. It's not a tipping culture yeah. as such. What's considered offensive? Because I've heard like don't over tip here, or don't under tip here. If you're gonna tip, tip appropriate. What would be an appropriate? We sort of on uh, well, looking at, at the restaurant side of it, probably about ten percent, okay. roughly. So if, if your group is 200, 200 euro, it's it's twenty quid, sure. roughly yeah. thereabouts. What if the three of us just went to a bar and we got two rounds of drinks? Do you tip on that? No, you wouldn't be expected. You wouldn't be expected to tip. Okay. Obviously, if you do the barman or have a pint for yourself on the last to the bartender, that tends to happen a lot, and that's yeah. why the, then the bartender can either ring through his pint or take his fiver and. Have it for a, for yeah, a, for so his tip jar. Yeah. So like a like a fiver would be good for that. Like yeah, after if, after two rounds. Yeah. So two rounds. If we did like we have two on us and we gave a ten, is is that too much? Is it no? It's again. It's 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 just literally down to your service. So let's say if you go to Dingle's scene and if the bartender is friendly and he's telling you where to go and whatever, you said, "Geez, yeah, this this guy." So you know, you, 
I mean, we were in a bar last night, and there was four of us. One guy was driving, so but we were, we were around each type of thing, and as it went around. But before we left, then just the guard behind the bar would just throw in twenty quid. So, okay, sure. but okay. that's me because I'm from the trade. Right. But if that was for ordinary guys, they just they probably ask her for a lift home as well, and I'm <laughs> not, <laughs> not different. Yeah. So it's not expected, you know. Okay. Um, we would have at the weekends here. We have a courtesy car, so we drop people home, oh, just yeah. local, like so. Yeah. But again, yeah. one of the one of the younger lads will drive the car, so then it's up to people. So I just said to him, "Yeah, we'll drop you home," but he said, "No, you don't pay." But then they always give some fiver or something like that. But yeah. Okay. But you're not expected. I mean, if you if you went in and got around, if you got four or five rounds of drink tonight in Dingle and didn't, tip, that's okay as well. It's yeah. not a it's not a given that you're going to, you know. What, what if With food more, so yes. Okay, yeah. that makes With sense. food more, okay. But uh, what about like if you if I have like a couple of uh, the two dollars in my pocket and like I just get one pint and I just put like a coin on the bar and say like that's for you. That's that's okay. That's, that's okay. Like, yeah, and the same thing if I mean you see if if around the drink came to. 35 euro most people if they were given back the change they had just throw it in the tip jar cool. okay. you know, so okay. the, it doesn't it's not a rule of, with drink it's not a thing of um, it's a percentage it's just, just a, if you have a bit of odd change you yeah, throw it in the tip yeah, jar yeah, or whatever yeah. okay. All right. good good to know yeah. <laughs> we've learned something yeah. <laughs> it's a learning this experience. is also a learning podcast yeah. <laughs> so you've been working in bars your whole life you said is there any like one night that sticks out in your memory something crazy that happened I should well, sure yeah, you probably sit down and write a book somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd read that book, so. <laughs> well, there was a, well, I actually won the Bartender of the Year in Ireland in 94. That's which, awesome. Yeah, so that was pretty big now, uh, because it's uh, nationwide and it's run by the national newspapers and it was a big... Uh, radio show to them, the Jerry Ryan show. So it was run in conjunction with that, where your customers uh, voted, okay. and then it went down to whittled down to areas and finalists and all that. But on the back of that, the year after, then Diageo in America ran a company where you, or ran a promotion where you could win your own Irish pub. Oh wow! Right. So <laughs> this is so I get a call to see can I go on. So I'm only what was it, 23, 24. So I got a call from Diageo in America, which I think is a wind-up, because I thought it was some of my mates spoofing, right? <laughs> to know would I take part in the judging panel to give away a public, and I'm going, somebody's spoofing here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we went to, um, but anyway, it was for real. So they had ran the promotion, so they brought over 12, 12 finalists to Ireland for a week, yeah. and basically... The pub was in Cove in County Cork, mm -hmm. and so there was six, five or six on the judging panel. But basically, I was brought to Cork for the week, put up in a hotel, and in and out there was darts, there was poems, there was singing, uh, <laughs> as part of to win the Irish yeah, bar. And yeah. going, God help, these they don't know what to do with the bar if they do it. But anyway, but on the yeah, side, what was the qualification yeah. for winning a bar? How yeah, did, what did, it what was a promotion to? that was run by Budweiser, were owned by Guinness in America at the yeah. time, and so it was run through them. I, I don't know what the qualifying criteria was, but basically. We were in the judging panel, so there was, but I mean, there was a game of darts as part of it. <laughs> it's not going to help you run a bar. But it was really like, it was, uh, it was, but uh, I mean, myself and, and my girlfriend, or wife now, like at the time, but I mean, we were sneaking out of the hotel one night. I mean, everyone was back in bed by 11 o'clock and we we're going, it's not a, so we were heading out to a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the American guys spotted me, he's, where are you off to? I said, oh, we're just going to get some cigarettes. And he, he says, no, and I said, well, we're going to a nightclub, get your receipts, bring, but they wouldn't let us pay for anything. Like awesome. it was, uh, uh, okay. But um, 
I think that was 90, it was the year after, so 95, but then later that year we actually went to Florida and we checked in the hotel and we went looking for an Irish bar and yeah. in the bar there was a poster, an old poster for the competition. So I said it to the guy behind the bar, I said, Jesus, I said, yeah, it was from where he started telling me about it. I said, yeah, it's funny. I said, I was on the judging panel. <laughs> but all of a sudden he said, oh, where are you? And so we got talking and he said, he got the boss man down and we had a chat and he said, how long are you here? I said, we're here for 10 days or whatever. And he said, can you come in tonight or tomorrow night and pull a few pints and we'll make a... So I said, mind whatever he said just show up we'll just so but later that evening when we walked down the street there's a big billboard outside of it sign ireland's bartender deer appearing tonight and i'll put but i I done i went in and literally uh, maybe an hour an hour and a half and there was music and other but all of a sudden uh, he comes and it was 500 dollars in tips like and I go no, so I gave it to the guys on duty, yeah. like, but I mean, it was just for me. Like, was kind of <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, That's awesome. awesome. Like, where were you working in '94 when you won? Uh, the stores, yeah, 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 the stores. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. so that, that was, I mean, that was just a, a blast, really. Yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, I suppose to get there, but uh, at any watch, look, there was several nights of it. I mean, it was crazy stuff. Like, I mean. Yeah. Down the stores, it was, it was always something. We're on the key front, I and mean, there was another night. Uh, somebody uh, jumped in and onto the key, like so. People were screaming, helping us. We all went down to security, and also got in. And but we took off our radios and phones and all. So we were in trying and saves your man. Fire brigade comes, takes over. We get up in here. Most of our clothes and our phones were gone. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you were trying to help people. <laughs> but I mean, when you look back at all funny stuff like that, but, but, but I mean, that would, I don't know, you could, you could probably sit down and... I, I'm, uh, people keep saying it to me, old customers now who come into me here, so you should actually just try and sit down and write down right some now. sort okay. of a, a, over the years. Trying to remember each year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was always different. We only talked this morning, years ago, around the festival time, we used to do a barman's race. It was just a, but you had a wheelie bin, so one bar got one guy in the wheelie bin and the other but you're racing down the main street, you know, the bullring. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, talk about health and safety, but I mean, it was literally you'd be tripping and yeah. lads in wheelie bins and stuff. Yeah. 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 Just mad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, over the years, like, I'm the same thing. I mean, I mean, I worked with people, I mean, I was only, when I started in the stores, I was 17. So, I mean, and, you know, you're leaving them when you're 46, so it's, it's a long time of people and their kids and their, yeah. Their kids now. I mean, there's a girl who works for me in Rosslare now, mm-hmm. and when I came to town, I worked with her granny. Like it's, well, she works for me in Rosslare now. Like yeah, it's, you see the whole family yeah. line. But yeah. then there's a good link because then the people support us here because to see the long, long, long time yeah. that you're in it and stuff. So I mean, their families then will have their parties here and stuff like that as well. You know, so it's it works that way as well. You know, yeah. but uh, it's mad. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. I think that goes back to what you were saying. I mean, the pub culture too is just you see whole families throughout yeah. your yeah. work yeah. in there. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's it is a thing. I mean, we do christenings here, we do funerals here. I mean, mm-hmm. and it is literally you see, you know, twenty first, thirtieths, fortieths, retirement parties, and you see the same faces, and you go, oh, geez, yeah, I didn't know. But there's a connection. Nearly everyone has a connection some way, you know that sort of a thing. So it is. Yeah. It's it's mad that way. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No matter. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. This was great. I hope that's okay. Here at the buyback, one of the things we want to do is talk about bar etiquette. So here is our bar rule. Bar rule. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. I'm gonna get real passionate about the next, the last two. So I'm gonna do the one I'm not as passionate about right now. 
Okay, that was recorded, so please tell our listeners what you're not passionate about for a barber. Yeah. Well, it is. It's, it's super nitpicky. Um, it's not crazy. Um, I'll do it either way, but when you are when you're paying in cash, please don't uh, ball up your money uh, and just kind of put it down, or if you're tipping in cash, don't just put it in a ball. Like, spread it out. Fan it out nice. Flatten it. If you really want to go above and beyond, just keep your bartender happy. Do what's called facing your bills. Make sure they're all facing the same way. Um, How do you feel about coins? Fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Take your coins. You take your coins with you. Take your coins with you. What if it was a roll of quarters for $20 I'll take. You know what, I'll take quarters. What if it was a nice roll? Here's why I'll take quarters. Because laundry. laundry. Okay. Um, what if it was a roll of dimes? <laughs> shove that was, dime. No, what if it was like multiple rolls of dimes that ended up being $20? I think the dimes are 10 so what if it was two rolls of dimes, $20? I mean, money's money. <laughs> but don't throw down whatever's in your... Let's see, I have right now. I have a dollar and six cents. Don't put down a dollar and six cents in coins, please. <laughs> what if it was... Okay, would you take the two rolls of dimes? I'll tell you where I'm going to put those two rolls of dimes, Alex. In the bank? Yeah, actually, okay. probably. What if there was... It's a fi- if it's a roll of 50 cents pennies, what if... I'm going to put that, down, <laughs> put that somewhere else. What if it was... What if it was $100 on tip, but all different rolls of coins? So it was rolls of 10. Are they rolled up neatly? They're all rolled up. Like, you know I'll you know what I'm about the rolls, like where the, the brown rolls where you put them in, yeah. they're all... We'll take that. I'll take that. What if it was $1,000 in coins all across the box? Don't just... Okay, <laughs> not so, in, but they're not rolls. Listen to me. Whatever. $1,000, I'll take it. I will stay here till 5 a.m. cleaning though. <laughs> 6 a.m. probably. But, 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 but. Don't, what I'm trying to say is don't take your, your coins in your pocket to try to make the tip a little bit bigger. Yeah. Tip what you can, but don't don't throw down don't like do 30 it. cents of coins. What if it was silver dollars? Those are worth more than they're actually yeah. listed. But that you're so <laughs> off. This is called the segue. Yeah. Because I started with face your bills, <laughs> yeah. which is now when you put the bills yeah. facing the yeah. same yeah. way in the same and, and denomination-wise. Yeah. It just makes it easier for us later in the night um, to count out. Um, so please do that. Are, were you going to add more to this? Because I, no. I have more questions. Okay. Yep. What if it's a gift card? <laughs> <laughs> gift card to what? Uh, Amazon. Yeah. Well, how much? $20. Yeah, I'll take that. eBay. Yeah. Okay. What if it was a $10 <laughs> gift card to Barnes & Noble? I'll take it. It's a book. That's a soft cover. Uh-huh. What if it was a three, four, $5 gift card to a comic book store? Yeah, I'll take it. That's okay. two comics. What comic. if it wait, was... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I will say this, though, you bring up a good point. There is something to be said about unique tips. I've definitely gotten comic books as a tip before. I've gotten uh, a really cool app that is, um, you're not, only like one person can pass it to one person. It's an app with a download. And it's, um, you can change the lights on top of the H&M building in New York City, which is so cool. cool. That was my tip. I've gotten weed. Weed? I've definitely gotten weed as a tip. Drugs are always a good tip. yeah, I've got some cool tips. Okay. What about... Just jumping up to a fire. 